everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Dennis Farrell is going to be dropping in here in a few. And today we're going to talk about SmackDown Live for May 16th, 2017, the go-home show before Backlash. Raj, how's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. So last night's SmackDown, uh, interesting episode, um, opened up the show with Kevin Owens coming out, uh, taking over the highlight reel, uh, hijacking the Jarotron and all and getting interrupted by AJ Styles setting up their match at Backlash, then having a Jinder Mahal come out. What did you think about this segment to open the show, segueing into the match between AJ and Jinder? I like the idea of it. Um, I think Jinder's just got a ways to go on his promos. Yeah. Uh, I thought um, he just sounds like, you know when you're a kid and you're playing wrestler and you're just growling and and uh, just trying to do that tough talk. Uh, that's what Jinder comes across as. And and if you listen to him on Talking Smack, you know, after the show, he sounded way, way better. Oh, to like two different people completely. I yeah, mean, and I think he seems more realistic and believable on Talking Smack than when he's out here doing, you know, the growling. Uh, he sounded he sound like Braun Strowman. And, and, uh, and, you know, a lot of that, I can't blame him. He's been doing, uh, you know, uh, lower card promos for you know since, since he's been with wwe until all of a sudden be thrust in the main event spotlight and be working main event match style and doing main event promos it, there, there's got to be a transition there yeah. and um he hasn't had that so he's he's doing what he can but the, the the promo was was pretty bad uh but that you know that being said i thought owens uh owens was good on commentary and i am looking forward to owens and styles at, at backlash even though i keep forgetting that backlash is this sunday <laughs> yeah i have to put reminders in my calendar sometimes to remind me that something's coming up don't make plans uh dennis joining us what did you think of that segment last night to open the show you know what it wasn't as bad as i thought i was really excited to see that i i mark out for the highlight reel i'm a jericho guy i make no apologies for it so to see kevin owens keep this thing going by ripping off chris jericho i thought it was clever it reminded us that the chris jericho thing still happened I thought it was great. Uh, you know, I came in when you were when you were talking about the Jinder Mahal thing, and you're absolutely right. It almost sounded like he was sick, or he he you know overdid it the night before at a concert somewhere. Uh, less is more with Jinder right now. I feel like needs to be done, especially with the heat that he's getting. I mean, we talked about this the other night with Matt Morgan, but you know, given the audience's uh, confusion about his origin and the way that they react to him um, almost immediately because his look is very striking. Yeah, I don't think they need to have him talk as much. Um, that was strange last night that he invoked uh, Mahatma Gandhi in his in his heel promo. That was very strange, quoting Gandhi. You don't hear that a lot usually from the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, that's like the heel, you know, quoting Martin Luther King. Yeah. It's just an odd thing. Very odd. Very odd last night. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, now, on Talking Smack, I liked him better on Talking Smack. If he'd been that character this whole time, I, I mean, again, I'd say, you know, I look, I like the upset factor. I want to see him win on Sunday. I doubt that's going to happen, but I love to see it happen. Um, but the gender that was on Talking Smack, I would have been with that guy the entire way, especially when he was calling out Orton on being lazy and not invested. I think a lot of uh, the internet wrestling community shares those views, and Jinder would have been their champion had that been his shtick all along. Yeah, but I mean, they want him to be the heel here. But I do think yeah. that is would have been an interesting angle to play. Is you have Jinder talking about how he's improved and he's worked on his physique and he's constantly evolving, and Orton's just been doing the same thing. 
that would have made uh, that would have made it more personal, and th- that would have made it um, a- an issue for Orton. And you could get behind Orton, you know, as you know, this guy who's being dissed by this you know guy who hasn't done anything. Yeah, and uh, I-, I think that would have been a much better storyline than what they got, which is you know just kind of nothing. Yeah. I'm interested. I saw this morning uh, on Reddit that uh, Jinder is on Chris Jericho's podcast this week and talked about that he didn't even like the gimmick at first until he saw the reaction it was getting from the crowd. So um, I'll be curious to listen to that interview and get more of Jinder's insights. Yeah, we're going to have a couple a couple articles from that soon. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, with Kevin Owens last night, it was interesting with the Jericho thing. Dennis, to your point, in, in absentia, they're keeping Chris Jericho as a presence. Um, Raj, do you think that's smart to have Owens lean so heavily on that when he's facing AJ Styles this Sunday? Sure, it just gives it just gives Owens more heat because he yeah. took out a beloved guy and put him out of action. So I think it's good to remind fans that he did that as opposed to just blowing it off and, and not mentioning it again. So I, I like that. And I like that, you know, the, the whole doing the highlight reel and everything. I thought that was, I thought that was good. Again, I had no problem with them doing that. I thought that was a, a good idea. Just the, just the gender promo. Yeah. And you know, my uh, main issue with that opening segment last night was that that ran a quarter of the show. Um I mean, it was over a half an hour in before that first match was wrapped up, which I thought was very lengthy for a short, you know, SmackDown, given their time constraint. But at the same time, those are the two of the three top matches this Sunday. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I was kind of okay because it felt like it kind of protected the card a little bit where Mm. we didn't get a lot of drawn out stuff. Even though this was slightly a little more drawn out, I would have rather had that than... Maybe something with the the Singh brothers that that would have not fit in with what they were trying to do going in the backlash. I thought that was kind of perfect for what they did. It, it protected it. You know, speaking of the Singh brothers, who I feel are, are barely mentioned in this coverage of what Jinder's been doing, given that their presence is there just to do a little bit of interference. Um, and I'm talking smack that didn't say anything. Raj, is there a difference in the WWE if you... I know in SAG in the Screen Actors Guild, there is a there is a huge disparity in pay, union, everything. If you actually have lines versus if you're silent in the WWE, is there some reason they're having the Singh brothers just silent through this entire thing? Well, they don't they don't really have a program or anything. So yeah, uh, I mean that that doesn't it doesn't affect your pay if you get promos or not. It's where you are on the card. So the Singh brothers are definitely. Yeah. Uh, very low on the card as far as pay, you know, main roster pay goes. But um, no, there's no, uh, I mean, I, I, I think they should talk a little bit. So it's, it's not just like, who are these random guys with, uh, you know, with gender, but. Well, I'm talking smack. That was the moment when like Renee and Shane were like, so Singh Brothers, what's your take on all this? And then they just kind of like mm, me pointed to gender, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, let him do the talking. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's clear they don't know what to do with them or have any plans. They just want two guys with them that makes gender look huge and more important. And and to an extent, that does work. It does make gender feel more important. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't think it would hurt to to give these guys uh to give a little more reason why they're there as opposed to just because they're two Indian guys. The other two Indian guys they have on the roster. And they got to go back to the multicolored shirts with the white shirts last night. They looked like they were going to a catering catering gig after. Like yeah. Or they just got off good. work. Yeah. It was not, not nearly as good. Okay. So uh, let's talk about the segment, uh, second big segment of the night, which was a uh, third installment of the fashion files. 
So, Dennis, I know you're a fan of Brazongo. Uh, Raj, what did you think of this last night? <laughs> okay, Th- these are growing on me. I, I-, I do think these are... Uh... Oh, that was pretty entertaining. I like the day one is H. I thought that was pretty <laughs> That funny. was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that that cracked me up. That, I mean, that is growing on me. Again, I don't see these guys as uh, this leading to them getting anywhere near the top. But if it helps get them over to get them to a point where eventually they could get more serious and get a run to the top, hey, it's much better than where they were before. So, um, So I thought this was pretty good. Yeah. And Dennis, how'd this stack up for you last night? Oh, to me, it was the highlight of the night. They're yeah. only getting better. And I love the fact that they're kind of spacing out the, the, the fashion files a little bit. We didn't get it last week. We had something a little bit different. If, if this is something they drop on us once a month, I'd be okay with you. Can, you can stretch it out. Every week, it would get old pretty quick. I love the way they're pacing this out. Hopefully, we get some more fashion files or variants of it. But let's be honest, you know, Southpaw, this is all coming from Southpaw. And I love the fact that they're they're highlighting their skills. We knew they were good wrestlers. We just never really quite got the in-depth, could they really pull off a character? And this is what their their shtick has been missing. Yeah, I, and, and I agree 100%. I think it would get old every week, but doing it here and there, and, you know, whenever they're in a feud and uh, breaking it out, you know, a couple episodes, I, I think it'd be good. And you know what I think? After, because clear they're moving to the Usos and the New Day. Um, I'm, and there's really no other tag team uh, because American Alpha has just fallen so far. I'd like to see American Alpha turn heel and feud with Brizango after this. And so you keep Brizango in the mix, and that could be a very entertaining thing. It would give American Alpha uh, a boost, uh, you know, a spark. And uh, I think it would be helpful for all those involved. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to seeing what actually happens in the resolution of this on Sunday at Backlash, um, which is amazing, a month ago, you know. And the, and, and the Usos were great, too, I got to say. I, I think yeah. they, they, they don't wrestle right now, but I guess because they don't really have any uh, babyface tag teams for them to face other than American Alpha. But uh, they come across as big stars. I, I think um, with the, when the New Day come in, I hope they really push that as something special as opposed to just your run-of-the-mill tag team feud. Yeah. No, I agree. So uh, that did lead into Brazongo versus the Colognes last night. Brazongo won. So Raj, going by your algorithm on this, uh, Brazongo will not be winning the titles. No. Right. <laughs> on a Sunday night since they got the win last night. Uh, I don't want to skip by this, though, because had this not been censored, what Randy Orton said to Renee Young last night, if they had let Randy just utter the word whole after that, I would have said this would have been one of my top five promos of the year from Randy Orton, no less. But what did you guys think of that exchange? Last night between him and Renee, uh, his, his uh, f- carefully chosen words about Jinder Mahal. It is a hundred percent copy of what they did with. Um, I, it was, I, I think, uh, Muhammad Hassan and uh, and Davari because uh, they were cutting, uh, you know, a promo, you know, about how people don't like them because they're different. John Cena, his line was they don't like you because you're different. They, they don't like you because you're an, an a-hole and he used yeah. hole. Yeah. So it was just a direct copy of that. Um, Very effective though. It, yeah, it, it worked. It, it would probably have been more. It's back, I think backstage promos have a purpose, but if you're building a main event, main event program, it should be in the ring. And I think yeah. like that promo should have been in the ring, but 
but um but yeah it was some it was something it gave orton a line but uh yeah yeah it, it was uh they're they're building it they're trying they're trying their hardest uh i see i don't think randy in the ring right now i think after that twitter thing i think that would have been what city had randy tried to cut a promo in the ring last night you could have kept it short yeah, you know maybe um okay so we're gonna talk about the rest of the episode in a moment but first i want to take a second and thank the sponsor of this episode dollar shave club you guys know about dollar shave club it's the smarter choice get a great shave at a great price and it's all conveniently delivered right to your door it's an awesome life hack you no longer have to schlep to the store to get those cheap disposable razors that give you a cheap shave or spend a fortune on those razors with the gimmick that have the security tag on it and you have to take it and get that deactivated or get it behind the counter like you're buying cigarettes or lottery tickets or something it's like why do i want to be treated like a felon when all i want to do is get a great close shave at an affordable price and that's what dollar shave club gives you delivered to your home on a schedule and i'm telling you I talked about it last week i uh, shaved with dollar shave club last week took the beard off completely used dr carver's shave butter which was fantastic it gave me a smooth shave it was gentle and what i love about the shave butter is unlike cream i can see what i'm shaving so guys even if you have facial hair even if you rock a beard you need dollar shave club because you have to clean it up and with the shave butter it's so easy i can just get at those parts that i want to have nice and tidy make the beard look crisp if you want to see example of this last night sammy zane was on there going oh my god Sami Zayn used to just clean up the top part of his beard. It looked like a caveman come to life. You got to just keep it in check, guys. So whether you've got facial hair or you like a clean shave, Dollar Shave Club is the solution for you. And we've got a deal for a limited time. New members can get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of Dr. Carver shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. And after that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value today for only five bucks. Here's what you got to do. Go to dollarshaveclub.com, dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash INC to take advantage of this offer. After the first month, replacement cartridges automatically add automatically ship at the regular price and there are no hidden fees and no commitments cancel anytime you like that's getting your first box $15 value for five bucks when you go to dollarshaveclub.com slash inc and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast raj you've been using dollar shave club how's that working out yeah, i just you? used it this morning i've been I, I've, I've switched to it and um it's great you know uh not this morning but the time before i didn't use the the butter that they they sent i used my regular shaving cream uh my shaving gel and it makes a difference. Um, I mean, the, the shave is still really smooth uh, with Dollar Shave Club, but like using that butter, my face just feels so smooth afterwards. And so it's an awesome product. I've switched over. So uh, I, I highly recommend it. And, uh, you know, usually when I switch razors, uh, you know, I get a couple cuts here and there, but uh, not with this, not a single one. So uh, highly recommend it. It's a great, great product. And it's delivered to your door, so you don't have to worry about having to run out and, and deal, you know, deal with that. So nice just to have it show up. I'm telling you, and razors have become the biggest pain in the ass to buy. It's absolutely incredible how complicated they made that process. So Dollar Shave Club makes it easy. Um, let's talk about last night, the contract signing. So we had in the ring, Becky Lynch, Naomi and Charlotte Flair uh, joined by the welcoming committee. Raj, is this storyline done anything for you? Is it, is it, coalescing in a way that that is holding your interest i think all it's done is made charlotte look like less of a star mm. i feel like it's brought her down a couple of pegs she seemed like she, like her main eventing a raw pay-per-view when she was on raw it, it had been done and it didn't seem far-fetched right now her headlining a smackdown pay-per-view uh 
doesn't seem uh, it's, it it just doesn't seem like uh, you would expect that now, and uh, and she should be there, and I think by just throwing in every woman on your SmackDown roster in one feud, just kind of it's like what what they did with American Alpha by having them constantly every week. Uh, be involved with the Bob Billens and the Ascension and every tag team. It just kept bringing them down and down and down to where they were nothing. Yeah. And um, I think you got to get Charlotte and Naomi out of there, put them in the singles feud, and uh, and go from there. And and you know it's clear we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when Carmella pinned Naomi, and we're saying, well, that's probably where they're going next. So you know, hopefully it's uh, after this pay per view, it's they move them to Naomi and Carmella and Charlotte and I, I guess I don't know Natalia and. Mm. Uh, and uh, and and I guess that would leave Becky Lynch with Naomi, but I mean, uh, not Naomi, Tamina. Uh, Tamina, and and you go from there because this this feud isn't. I don't think it's helping any of them any. Dennis, what did you think of this last night? And do you think that uh, James Ellsworth quoting Vince McMahon either they had to get permission for that or that it was Vince's idea because he just finds Ellsworth so hilarious? Yeah, I don't know. It's all <laughs> speculation, but it worked a little bit. There's one angle to this that really opened my eyes over the last two weeks, and I love the fact that the faces aren't quite all getting along. Mm. And, you know, Charlotte did come out and say, hey, after all this mess, I am coming after that belt, which makes you wonder, you know, what kind of Charlotte are we going to see, face or heel? I kind of like the uncertainty on the face side, and I wish they would have explored it more going into this or teased, like, volatility a lot more into this than you know normally we see it on the hills that they're all going to turn or fight and that's how the match ends with one of them walking away and leaving the other two in there by themselves on the three on two i'm 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 hoping that we see something like that from charlotte where somewhere in this match she goes you know what i don't need this i just want the belt i'm done well i think charlotte versus naomi is their biggest you know women's match that they have um and which they've already done, even though it's a non-title match. But yeah, I think uh, saving that for I think that should be safe for a SummerSlam or a, a bigger pay-per-view. Um, but uh, to your point, Dennis, did you did you watch Talking Smack? A little bit of it, yeah. The problem with Charlotte is when she's taken out of that, she's almost better in that scripted environment. In, in I mean, she's, you know, she she gets bad lines here and there, but when she's on like talking smack, she just comes across as the nicest person. And they all seem like best buds when they were, you know, sitting there on talking smack. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem like they, they had to remind themselves that there's supposed to be some tension there. Yeah. You know, I had a light bulb moment last night. What if Naomi turns during the, the six woman tag on Sunday? And I was thinking about that, you know, she was in team bad with Tamina. I mean, I could almost see it happen. And that way, it lets Charlotte versus Naomi progress, you know, instantly going forward. You could. The problem with Naomi being a heel, and I think it's the same problem with Natalia, is they just come across as really nice people, you know, <laughs> that when they act like a heel, it's just, uh, it just acts like they're they're playing a role as opposed to being that role. Like Carmella pulls it off. She she seems, you know, Alexa Bliss, they just, and, and Charlotte. They just seem like naturals at that arrogant, uh, heelish persona, whereas Naomi and, and Natalia don't. But, I mean, they could do that. Um, and you go Charlotte as a baby face against Naomi as a heel. Or this is just a swear where Charlotte turns on her, you know, turns on Naomi. Um, but I, I think, personally, the money way to go is to have Charlotte as a heel. Yeah. 
Dennis, what do you think um, of the crowd reaction that Becky gets versus how she's almost being lost in the shuffle of all this? You know, I, I when you guys were talking about wouldn't it be interesting to see, I kind of thought, boy, I think that would recharge Becky's image if she was a heel or maybe more of a loner. I don't know how you pull it off, and I don't know if she even could, but there, there are kind of aspects or a look that make me think that she would be a really good badass loner girl like she didn't want to be part of either side and she's kind of in the middle fighting both i would like to have seen something like that that might energize her Mm. you know i'm I'm tired of seeing her with the underdog i'm tired of seeing you know she's gonna kind of turn into a bailey at some point where it's like all right we we get it poor bailey so close but yet you know make her legitimate because at one point she was very legitimate she fell off the face of the earth rebuild her repackage her because she has that badass look what have you heard raj about with becky i mean is it really the accent is is that what's what's holding her back from getting more no i think it's just the the natural evolution of things uh you know she's uh i I haven't heard anything in a while like there's i haven't heard there's any backstage heat or anything i think it's just you know that's how the women's cycles go You, you pretty much have Two women involved in the women's title feud and everyone else kind of fades away. You see that happening happening with Sasha Banks right now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when they're done with that feud, they pull someone else back up. So, so uh, that did go into Carmella versus Naomi last night. And uh, with that, I mean, Carmella, yeah, Carmella pinned Naomi, pinned the champ. So, uh, Raj, your prediction then is that the welcoming committee loses on Sunday as a result. Uh, you know, I don't know. I could almost see them still going with that win to build and Carmella pending Naomi again, again yeah. uh, to build for that being the next pay-per-view title match. No, definitely. Stranger things have happened. Um, okay. So last night they tried something different this week. Ziggler backstage, Nakamura, nowhere to be seen. Uh, what do you think of this angle to, to build finally what we're going to see Sunday night at backlash rush? It was what it was. It, it didn't, it didn't add anything to the anticipation. I mean, the ante- the anticipation is just saying Nakamura wrestle and, yeah. and Ziggler's doing what he can, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm wondering what the most anticipated match because they, they've been building the pay-per-view really around Nakamura. I mean, he's on all the, the promos, the ads. Um, so I'm guessing, I, I don't know if the, the fans are more excited about this match or AJ versus Owens. And you know what? I'm going to put up a poll today on wrestling Inc. and see what people think. Dennis, how about you? To me, Nakamura is a spectacle, someone you should protect, someone you should build up that when they're in the arena or in a match or even coming out, it's special. I, I feel like he's that one guy you can really do that. Even with the language barrier, his entrance is so electrifying. I mean, this could be up there with The Rock when he comes out, the pop, the people, the lights, the music, everything just clicks. To me, this is one of those once-in-a-lifetime entrances entrances that really gets everybody energized. And to keep it off TV protects it, to, to not make it go stale so often. You've already seen them drop the violinist, which you know Ross said many podcasts ago, they probably can't afford to have someone go or pick someone up wherever they go. So <laughs> you protect it. And I yeah. like the fact that they're just protecting the whole spectacle of Nakamura right now. Yeah, no, I, and I agree. As far as last night goes, I think it was great that they didn't have Nakamura on the show and that they just kept it th- the way it was, as opposed to doing something in-ring between them again, because 
less is more when you're building to someone's debut as opposed to just building towards a, a grudge match. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Sami Zayn backstage and man i was just counting down waiting for this to happen before uh attacked by baron corbin uh setting up their match at backlash on sunday uh what, what do you think they're overdoing this tennis uh you know like Sami Zayn to me is going to be the next Dolph ziggler ziggler he can really Ooh. sell he and i don't mean that as an insult but he can really sell he can really put someone else over and help them tell a story going so going forward baron corbin is someone that can benefit from this he he lacks a little bit of something and if baron corbin can look vicious and make some of his moves look like they hurt and you know going forward i really feel like this could help baron corbin more than Z not ziggler but uh sammy Zayn. so yeah i kind of like this i agree i mean i think uh you know there is clear the you know it's been uh, report i think dave Meltzer reported a while ago that the plan is for baron corbin to be the the top heel by the end of the year and to get there working with someone like sammy you know will help a lot you know and i was saying that's what they should have done with gender uh you do fall into a pattern of having sammy just simply there to build guys up but you know uh to dennis's point i kind of see him going in that that direction where he, he probably won't i mean they could have him win a secondary title, win the U.S. title or something down the road. But, um, but for now, uh, to help help Corbin out, and, and he, he's gotten a lot better in the ring, and I think Sammy can help take him to the next level. The, 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 whereas Baron, I think, really needs a lot of help is his promos because his promos just sounds like he's reading, uh, you know, he's reading a, a bedtime story to a kid. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's like no intensity. It's just you know, it's, it's just very monotone. Uh, so I, I think he could, uh, he needs some work there. I, I don't know if it's the lines, what he's being given or just his delivery or all of it, but that's, uh, that's somewhere where they need to really make some changes. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out Sunday at backlash. I'm assuming Cor Corbin's going to go over Zane. Well, we got, you know, months to go. Uh, yeah. so they could, they could have Sammy get the upset and keep this as the summer program. Cause I am guessing they don't just uh, have Baron move on after this. Mm. So they could do a non-finish or uh, Sammy beats Baron and then Baron destroys him after the match, which I, that's kind of what I'm thinking is going to happen. I actually think Sammy's going to win this. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we will see. I just, I would have liked the bit of self-reference last night for Sammy to be cutting that promo and then just be like, Baron's running towards me. He's about to attack me, isn't he? I mean, it just seems so predictable <laughs> at this point. Like he should have been self-aware that it was going to happen. Yeah. Well, they're not too concerned about protecting Sammy too much right now. <laughs> I mean, they, they kind of buried him on Raw. You yeah. know, it's one thing oh. to do it on SmackDown. They, they had Kurt Angle. Remember, he was on the phone <laughs> with Sammy and couldn't get him off. No, so that was great. They're really making him look like a geek. And I, you know what? I take it back. Baron's, Baron's winning <laughs> Sunday. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sammy, Sam, the good news is I think Sammy's going to have a long career barring some sort of freak accident. But uh, yeah, I think uh, it's not, it's not going to be heavy on wins with the way that they're, they're portraying him right now. Um, so Orton versus Corbin last night. What did you think of this as far as the main event goes, Rush? <sighs> I was... You know, I, I hate being a broken record, but um, Orton matches just don't do it for me. I thought it, and, and I'm not saying it was bad. I, I just think it was just there. 
I felt like he was trying a little harder last night in the wake of what just happened in the last week with him. I really felt like he was putting in a little bit more. I don't think Orton gives a you know what about <laughs> what happened this past week. I think if anything, he enjoys it. Um, so yeah, he doesn't care if people are uh, upset with him ripping on indie wrestling. That's not going to motivate him. Yeah. Dennis, what did you think of this for a main event last night? Going in the backlash, I would love to have seen this show end with a promo or, or something else. To me, you have, and despite what we think, Baron Corbin is slowly moving up the, the ranks in SmackDown to be one of the top SmackDown stars. This felt like it should have been on a pay-per-view or tease or something. I did not like that they wasted this match on just a go-home show to backlash that really had nothing to do with both these guys going forward. I It, it felt throwaway. It almost felt like if you were, and I don't want to take it to sports, but if you were to watch like the Patriots and Falcons play on some Thursday night in week four, did the Super Bowl really mean that much when that time came? It might have lost a little bit of its luster. And I think the WWE needs to do a better job of protecting those prime matchups, those first-time matchups or whatever you want to call them. But, you know, if it's that might be the second, third, or fourth time we'll see it when they finally hit a pay-per-view. Does it mean that much when they're on the pay-per-view? You know what, Dennis? I agree 100%. I wish they would do that more. But I know WWE's logic is like by the time we get Baron to the top and they have that pay-per-view match, no one's going to remember this. You know, because they, you know, they go through these matches so much. But, I, you know, I agree. If, if the plan is to set up Baron Corbin as a top heel against Orton, uh, keep him apart completely. But um, when you got this two hours of weekly shows and, and, and the, the number of people on the roster that they have, uh, it's, it's almost impossible, you know, not to. Because they, they're not doing too much of the uh, mixing with the, the top to the bottom. Like, you, they're not having Orton face like, a, like let's say, um, uh, uh, one, of the, one of the colognes. Uh, they always have to make it like someone on their level, which I think is a mistake. And um, and because of that, they they run out of those fresh matchups. Why couldn't going in the backlash this match could have been a two on one versus the Singh brothers? We know Orton would win, but it still ties the storyline going forward since they've kind of cost him for like the last month. It seems like yet he's not done anything with either one of these guys, either on a one on one or a two on one basis. That would have been the perfect time to throw that in there. I think that's a great idea. I think they should have done that. And, and you know, if this feud continues, maybe they, they probably will. But, uh, but yeah, I think that would have been uh, much better. But, um, you know, it was what it was. It, it, we'll, we'll see how the number holds up. I think uh, Orton versus Corbin definitely is more interesting to a viewer just because they have been building Corbin. But, um, but yeah, it's... It's it's going to be forgotten when their their uh, main event feud starts later this year, and and hopefully, my hope is that it's Styles in that position uh, with with Corbin and Styles as WWE champion. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, after this, Money in the Bank it's a pretty good pay per view usually, so I think they'll have uh, ample time to build up something good for it. And then I'm trying to remember. So after Money in the Bank got extreme rules which is raw we've got great balls of fire which is raw and then what battleground is uh gonna be a smackdown only pay-per-view is that right uh sounds right i i mean yeah yeah i mean we got basically two 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 raw and two smackdown pay-per-views before SummerSlam. 
Yeah. So, man. After the Sunday. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, also, last night, they kept uh, teasing the return of Lana and New Day. Now, Rusev was uh, originally people thought he was going to be there last night. I think we even talked about it on this podcast, but no Rusev last night. Have you heard anything, Raj? Uh, no, I'm, I'm yeah, Rusev responded to it on Twitter. Um, it, it made to me, it made sense not to have him on because you got a pay-per-view this Sunday. So it, it makes more sense to start that storyline after the pay-per-view is over. So yeah, um, or during. During the pay-per-view, perhaps. During, yeah, or during. Um, my guess is they'll probably wait till after. Uh, unless, you know, yeah, they could do something with him cutting a promo because uh, how many matches do they have now? I mean, they, they announced a couple yesterday. Let's see here. Yeah, we'll go down uh, the complete card in a moment and give you our backlash preview, our takeover preview, and our predictions. But first, I want to thank a second sponsor plug of this episode, and that is that Bill Goldberg is stepping into the Sugar Factory Las Vegas this weekend, May 20th, coming up uh, pretty soon here from 2 to 5 p.m. That's May 20th from 2 to 5 p.m. And for $75, fans will have the opportunity for a VIP experience to take selfies with Goldberg, get an autographed picture, and try the Goldberger, the monster hamburger named a, named after Goldberg. And it's accompanied by fries and an insane milkshake or beer. And for $20, fans will have the chance for selfie and a signed photo. So act fast because May 20th is right around the corner. Make your reservation by calling 702-685-0483 or check out sugarfactory.com for more information. Goldberg, Sugar Factory, Las Vegas, May 20th from 2 to 5 p.m. Check it out. Rare opportunity to meet the man himself and uh, get a photo, get an autograph. Should be cool. I mean, he's the guy that turned around ratings last year. WWE ratings were in a downward spiral during football season, and Goldberg came and uh, stabilized it. So he made a big difference to uh, to their business last year, and and and, and you know this year too, um, which is you know part of the reason WWE is hurting right now is because they built up Goldberg and, and Lesnar and Undertaker and Triple H, and none of those guys are around. And I think they should bring Goldberg back for, you know, for a program with somebody, you know, yeah. whether it's Kevin Owens, someone younger, um, you know, whether it's a Baron Corbin, a Kevin Owens, someone like that, because you put all that investment into him just for one match. I think uh, there's more you could do and, and, and get more money out of that investment. Yeah. So let's talk about the card for Backlash. Uh, where does it stand right now, Raj? So what do we got? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches. Uh, wow. Yeah, eight matches, seven on the main card, uh, one on the kickoff show. I don't know. They, they added Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan. Uh, yeah. What did you think of Rowan on Talking Smack last night? <laughs> it, 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 it went back and forth between super corny and cheesy to, hey, he's not doing bad. Like, He's almost got this weird, creepy uh, vibe down. But, um, you know, when when Shane is telling him to stop and Eric Rowan's like, oh, OK, sorry. Uh, I think that brings him down a notch from being scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, with a little work, he could I, I don't know where they go with it, but it, it could work. I thought it was weird for sure and uh, and uncomfortable but i think if he acted a little more dangerous it, it could it would have been a lot more better you know a lot better instead of uh uh just giving in to shane whenever he said something yeah if they would have cut it after he popped the balloon and he would have left i would have been like that was fantastic all, all we needed to see but that went on for a really long time it felt like it was long but 
<clears throat> it was weird. And so I, you know, when Renee seemed uncomfortable and Renee was great by acting still kind of creeped out after it was over and, and needing to, you know, get her bearings back. So, um, so I thought it was good. Uh, they, they didn't do anything building to Rowan versus Harper tonight, right? No, no, there was nothing on the show. Okay. So it's, it's probably just going to be Harper beating Rowan and getting that win back. But, you know, again, this is something you've, you've had the Wyatt family together for how long, you know, was oh, it yeah. four years? And and the the storyline you come up with is oh we'll have Eric Rowan beat Luke Harper one week and then uh, <laughs> you know Harper beat him the next time. There's so much you could do with all that material and and you know their their past history. You could do so much and and make it something. And then at least you give Harper something because he's a, such a talented dude. But um, instead they're going you know the the way they go with all their mid with with so many of their mid card feuds. Yeah. What, what, what about you, Dennis? Are you excited for this? Not at all. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of wish they would have left them as a tag team that would fight one-on-one battles off and on just to really protect their image until they came up with something. It just seemed like they were they were rushing for something and said, we'll just have them face each other, but we're not going to have them alter anything they do, any of their looks. They're still going to be uh, semi-Wyatt brothers. Uh, you know, just leave them together and work it out. You can still have them fight individual because they're still known as individual wrestlers. You can still have them as a tag team because they're still known as tag team wrestlers. And it just gives you a little bit more depth in each division without exposing these two guys to being, you know, jobbers, essentially. Well, we'll see. Uh, it's on the main card as of right now. So, uh, and then the kickoff show, what was added was Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English which I don't really feel like they've built towards. Have there been like additional videos on WWE.com or anything for that? Yeah. Yeah. They had like a, if you go to wrestling Inc, you'll see they had a, a backstage video with, uh, I think it was Ty last night. Hmm. So, I mean, Ty's pretty over. So uh, it's a little disappointing that the first SmackDown pay-per-view is on the kickoff. Um, you know, it'd be good to see him because you, Eric Rowan versus Luke Harper should probably be on the kickoff. And, and I, I don't think they're going to have two matches on the kickoff because for the single brand of pay-per-views, I don't think they usually do that unless I'm, unless I'm mistaken. They usually do that for the bigger pay-per-views. But um, Is it sold out in Chicago for Backlash? Yeah, yeah, it's sold out. It was sold out before any matches were announced. Yeah, so, I mean, it'll be a hot crowd. I think uh, that <laughs> probably has something to do with it. We'll see. Um, yeah. Hot can go both ways. Yeah, hot, hot could be they're into Nakamura, and then it's CM Punk chance for the Orton and Jinder Mahal match. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, so then we got Sami Zayn versus Corbin. We talked about that. You think uh, just Corbin destroying Sami? Uh, I I think either it's either Sami pulls out a fluke and gets destroyed after. Or, uh, or, or yeah, just Corbin wins. Yeah, Dennis, your prediction? You know, I, when this podcast started, I was fully prepared to say Baron Corbin was going to bury him. But listen to Raj. It really makes me think that Sammy may win this with a roll-up pin and, you know, can't quite get out of the ring fast enough and Corbin just destroys him anyways just to keep this moving forward because you, you don't have a lot of mid-card or top angles that mean anything and this one could take you midway through the summertime if you do it right. Mm, maybe. We'll see. Uh, the women's match. 
So uh, SmackDown Women's Champion Naomi, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch versus Tamina, Carmella, and Natalia. Raj, you touched on this earlier. You think you could see Carmella pinning Naomi again? Yeah, I could see that if, yeah. if, if that's the way they're headed. And Dennis, your thoughts? Charlotte turns and oh. uh, the Hills win. That's going to be my guess. Hey, I like that. Yeah, although wasn't the welcoming committee formed to pay Charlotte, though? I mean, it's kind of... But, Unless that was their master plan. <laughs> well, I, I really feel like you can use this match to really set up Charlotte going after the belt, and you don't even have to involve the welcoming committee to get involved. I, I really feel like this is going to be Charlotte, you know, sending a message that she wants the belt, and it's going to happen somewhere in this match. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, you you'd be lopsided on the baby faces versus heels on the women's side, unless Lana is baby face. Um, but you know, again, I think Charlotte should be held off a couple more months before getting into the title picture. So I, I think it makes sense to go Naomi and Carmella for now. It's just a buffer, uh, until you, you go to Naomi and, and Charlotte, unless they go with, um, Charlotte against Carmella and have Carmella beat Naomi for the title. And that's a, that's a possibility too. I think once Charlotte gets the title, I'd be really interested, uh, if they would do uh, a women's money in the bank match, a separate one. Just for well, it would be something interesting, but it would only make sense if Charlotte was the champ. I mean, it seems weird to have a big match like that to face Naomi. Um, but yeah, probably never happen. Uh, even though I wouldn't say never, I just I don't see this year because you got, uh, I, I mean, you got seven women on the roster. Um, yeah. So it'd be everyone but the champ in it. So mm-hmm. that's every woman, and I just I just don't think any of them except for Becky Lynch. Uh, and Naomi are, are and oh, I take it back. Natalia is good too, but I think it could be too dangerous with uh, Lana, who's very inexperienced. Uh, Tamina, who who hasn't worked, has she worked yet? Other than these uh, multi-person tag matches, house shows. Yeah, but even then, it's in tag matches. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking because they seem to love on SmackDown. They've done this. I mean, they've done this since the brand split. It's how can we get all the women in one match? You know, you know, if you start bringing in some of the women they're signing, like the Io oh, yeah. Shirai and, and you know they got Asuka, you, you get them in, you could easily do a, an awesome ladder match. But oh, absolutely, I, I wouldn't think you could do it with the current roster right now. Yeah. Uh, title match: Owens versus Styles. Dennis, do you think Owens retains, or do you think Styles goes over? Owens has to retain because. I don't even know why Styles is even in this position to begin with. I don't know if you're doing either one of these guys a favor for whoever wins, but uh, quite frankly, I think Owens has to keep this belt so Styles can move on and move up the ladder because you're not doing SmackDown and he could have him going after a U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Rush? Yeah, I think uh, Owens retains and goes on to Nakamura. Now, now where does that leave Styles? Um Maybe he's in the money in the bank match. And, and uh, you know, I, again, I think the money in the bank match should be won by a heel because it's a kind of a heelish move to cash in when someone's down. Um, so, yeah, uh, but I think Owens retains and moves on to Nakamura. Speaking of which, uh, Nakamura versus Ziggler. Raj, do you think there's any way in? Ha- I mean, d- like, there's no way that Nakamura is not winning this. I've seen dumber things. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I. Not much dumber, but it would be a, a very uh, dumb idea to have Ziggler win. So yeah, Nakamura. I think they have a good match, and 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 Nakamura wins. It's not going to be one sided or anything. Yeah, Dennis, do you agree? 
I totally agree. It. I don't. I don't even know in some bizarre world Ziggler would even win this match. There's just. There's no way you're building Nakamura up so much in, in all of the pay per view. He is the face of the backlash pay per view. You're not going to have him lose to a guy who has not had a consistent winning streak go in how long now? Forever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. He's won three matches on TV in a row, and <laughs> since uh, this, well, maybe when the Spirit Squad were there, but that's about it. <laughs> hey, they could come back. Didn't they just finally drop the Spirit Squad from the roster again after? Oh, it's been a, no, they dropped them a while ago. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, because I've, I've that went on a lot longer than I thought it would with their return. Um, tag team title match: the Usos versus Tyler Breeze and Fandango. So, Raj, you see the Usos retaining? Yeah, Dennis. Yeah, absolutely. I love what they're doing with the Usos here. Last night's promo was dripping with this attitude that I've not seen. The rejuvenation. I love the the way these guys are looking, sounding, acting right now. I hope they keep this going because they are legitimately the only tag team on both brands that gives me that badass, I deserve to be a champion Phil right now. Yeah, I could only imagine if these guys were like around when ECW was around because oh, yeah. they seem like they could have not only have the intense promos, but uh, really turned up their characters to be like danger, a little more dangerous. Like they, you have to tone it down in WWE. Um, but I think they're they're doing a great job. Breezango, they're they've been entertaining. I think this match. I mean, looking at this cluster of what we're talking about here, you know, I mean Nakamura versus Ziggler. Uh, Owens and Styles and the Usos versus Brazongo. I think Usos versus Brazongo is going to be fantastic. I mean, they put on that one pre-show match last summer that was probably the highest quality pre-show match the WWE did all year. So this could be really good. Uh, I'd love to see Brazongo win, but I think uh, Raj, I think you're right. The Usos are going to retain and then go on to face the New Day. I, I think that makes the most sense. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, the title match: Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal. Uh, Orton. I, I'm I'm praying that Jinder wins to to free us from this prison of Randy Orton boredom that we're all going through <laughs> right now. Uh, I don't know if Jinder would be a great champion, but you know it'd be interesting. I think I've said that before. You you want you want me to believe that Jinder catches fire and is now a legitimate champion? You have to give him the win here in order to set this storyline up for many years with these guys coming out of nowhere catch him fire in a six pack or a turmoil match. You have to, to set, at least in my opinion, you have to give gender this win to really set this storyline or with different names and faces going forward to really say, Hey, remember that time gender caught fire and won the championship. He can lose it the next night. I'm okay with it. But if you're going to make me buy that, he caught fire and he's going to be a champion. He has to pull this win off. Yeah, I think it's the credibility of having the title at some point of getting an upset victory like this. Well, I think, you know, what, what Glenn said, uh, I think Glenn said it a couple of weeks ago about you could always have Rusev interfere and yeah. causing, you know, uh, gender to win by DQ, uh, which leads to a gimmick match next month. And, you know, they put Rusev in some some sort of qualifying match or put him in the money in the bank ladder match to earn a, a shot, at you know, a title shot. So, you know, they could do something like that. Yeah, and I think even if it's a transitional championship, I think um, giving it to Jinder for a while. I mean, remember the Iron Sheik beat took the belt off Bob Backlund back in the day, and I think it gave him some credibility though that he was a champ. 
I don't think he should be, I don't think Legender should be winning it anytime soon until he's like legitimately viewed as a top guy because I think it just weakens the world title. Mm. Uh, well, at least they have someone actually defending the title on their brand as opposed to Raw, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the that's a WWE decision. Um and again, you know, I don't understand why they wasted all those Lesnar dates before and and, and just kill all the WrestleMania momentum. Uh, yeah. They do that every year. Um, I think this is going to be an all right pay-per-view. I mean, I'm looking at this, and I think a lot of people kind of slept on this a bit, but I think this has all of the pieces to be a great pay-per-view uh, if they pull it off. Yeah, you know, it's pay-per-views like this that often uh, – over deliver because you're not expecting much but uh wrestling wise i don't i'm not expecting much out of orton and, and mahal or harper and rowan uh but i think all the other matches have have a lot of potential yeah it's just in how the booking is you know the storylines how they play out but all the all the parts are there i mean in payback yeah. you know payback the last uh raw one man with the exception of the house of horrors match that's a pretty good pay-per-view so i think backlash could definitely uh live up to that yeah We'll see. Um, so let's talk about TakeOver. Coming up Saturday night, NXT TakeOver Chicago. You know, I feel I'm seeing a lot of comments online that people aren't even aware this is happening because it's, it's <laughs> different that they're tying it in to, uh, to Backlash. I mean, the last time they've done this, it's always been the, the dual brand pay-per-views that they've put NXT with. Yeah, it, it's really kind of flown under the radar. Um, I, I have to keep reminding myself, like, oh, there's a there's a pay per view on Saturday, and and so I know, guys, we said that on Monday, uh, we were gonna, we were going to try to do a podcast on Saturday night after Takeover, but we are not able to this Saturday, but we will discuss it on our Sunday podcast. Cool, cool. Uh, the UK Championship, Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne. Um, how is this build, Ben Raj, with what's going on with the UK title? I thought it was interesting. They're defending it on NXT. Uh, they're the, I mean, they're the two, the two top UK, you know, stars, the two top stars on that brand. Uh, uh, Pete Dunn is, is a really good heel. Um, so I, I, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if people are going to know who these guys are. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think Tyler Bate will be going over here. Uh, Dennis, how about you? You know, I'll I'll be honest. I'm a casual NXT fan. I catch it when I can. I've got an eight year old that runs around and keeps me busy, so I'll I'll never I never watch it live. I will watch it a day or two after. The UK Championship has totally escaped me off my radar. So I, I'm gonna go with Raj here just because he's very <laughs> smart, and I'm gonna protect my image on this one. <laughs> well, it's interesting with the UK thing, right? I mean, so they crowned the champion, and do, do, is there a UK? The weekly program hasn't started yet, has it, on the network? Uh, they got another uh, round coming, like another four weeks. with gotcha. uh, And JR is on commentary, so that'll be awesome. So that starts this Friday. Yeah, I, I feel like it's not getting as much uh, traction or buzz. I mean, I'm not even seeing online people None. talking about the UK that much. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's just too much. The more you add, the less people care. Yeah. I mean, I mean you start with 205 Live, and 205 Live is not uh, – you know, we talked about this on Monday. It's it's not even ranked, you know, in the top 10 WWE Network programs, you know, the day after. So um, it, it, you're, you're throwing a lot of content out there. 
And I think it, it hurts like indie feds and you know ind oh, yeah. independent promotions because you, you're getting so much wrestling for ten bucks a month, um, and 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 it just is like, w what desire do you have to watch more after this? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that's their plan. You know, I know there's been people talking about that, that the WWE buddying up to all those indie feds is, you know, sort of like Vince buddying up to all the territories back in the day. But I mean, I feel like we're at peak televised wrestling right now. I mean, between all of the WWE products, which I mean, you have Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, the UK show, and then on top of that, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, New Japan broadcast in the US. Then with everyone that's doing stuff online, there's a lot of wrestling to watch on television. Yeah, I mean, just look at this week. You got three hours of Raw on Monday, uh, two hours of SmackDown on Tuesday. Then you got 205 Live. Then you got Talking Smack. Mm -hmm. And I I'm going to count Talking Smack on there. And then Wednesday, you got NXT. And I I Total Divas is done, right? Total Bellas is still on. I'm not going to count those. Um, then you got two hours of impact on Thursday. Then you got the UK championship on Friday. Then you got two hours plus of takeover on Saturday. And then you got three hours of, you know, a backlash on Sunday. So what is that? 16 hours more or plus. Of yeah, just from the WWE this week. WWE and TNA. I, I, and I didn't count ROH and, and new Japan on access. So it's just insane how much wrestling there is uh, right now. I'll say this. I went to my very first Ring of Honor show uh, last week with uh, P.D. Williams, and that place was really packed. It was a, I guess, a house show, what they would consider it, standing room only. I mean, it was packed to the gills in this little arena, which was great for them. Blew me away. Experience that I, well, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. And maybe it's having its its intended purpose. Um, I, I don't know, not to get conspiracy theory about it, but after the Cruiserweight Classic, it seemed like around that time that the Cruiserweight Classic happened last summer is when we stopped hearing as much buzz about Lucha Underground. Um, I mean, I feel like that's already even fallen off the radar. And with a lot of these indie uh, you know, shows like Lucha on TV, their audiences are so small that if you can take away 50,000 people from watching it each week, like that, that's devastating. And like Flow Slam, right? Like yeah. the, there was a big, big uh, hurrah when when that was launched, and I don't hear anyone talking about Flow Slam right now. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, the NXT tag team Saturday night, Authors of Pain defending against DIY. Uh, what do you what do you think, Raj? How do you think that's going to go? Authors of Pain. I think it it might be time for DIY to to move up to the main roster. Yeah. It really hurts their tag division, so they probably won't do it yet, but. Um, but they're getting there. So, but I, I think author is a pain. Yeah. Dennis, how about you? I really love those guys. The authors of pain. They are great. I mean, some of them that to me, they might be some of the most entertaining things that come out of NXT right now. It, they, they really capture that, uh, you know, old school, brutal tag team. Look, I, I, I like everything about it. I'm an old school guy and they remind me of throwback all the way. Oh yeah. Without being cheesy, like the Ascension. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they've gotten a lot better. I mean, considering how long they've been around, and, and they're not coming from the Indies, they're coming from nothing. Uh, so when Triple H, you know, praises them and talks about how, how much they've improved, he's not lying. I mean, they yeah. have improved a lot. 
and and they've been working with some great guys with DIY and the revival. But um, it, it shows when you work with great guys how much you can improve, and that's why that's why back to our point earlier about Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn, I think that can help him immensely. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I like what they're doing uh, with Authors of Pain. I think it took a while to really click, but now, I mean, they put on some amazing matches and DIY. This this will be fantastic. But to your point, Raj, if they leave, who's left? I mean, is TM61 still doing there? Yeah, Sanity, kind of. Maybe um, Blake and Murphy can get back together. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they need... They need something. Um, and the championship, or uh, the NXT Women's Championship, Asuka versus Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross. I think it's going to be uh, any Asuka. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, at this point, right? Although the WWE has been a fan of people breaking records and then after a little buffer, having them drop the title. Yeah, but to someone that they... Usually it makes sense who they're going to build to next. And yeah. uh, I, I don't see Ruby Wright being that person. I, I, I actually think it'll be Ember Moon eventually. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Dennis, do you think it's time for Oscar to finally lose? I don't know if lose, but it's time for her to go up to the main roster. There's only so much you can do with the same gimmick, the shtick, the the winning streak before it gets old at that lower level, and you have to strike while the iron is hot. And right now. I think she's red hot and you're just wasting momentum down in NXT with her. She needs to start to make a transition to the main roster with, with the momentum she has right now. And I'd like to see her take the NXT belt with her and then maybe be told, nah, you, you can't do that or, or something like that. But she, she needs to go with that momentum. I think if she drops it in a clean match and then goes up to the main roster, she loses every bit of the momentum she has built. Mm. Although in a three-way, she can not have to take the pin, so she can remain undefeated technically. So yeah, well, you know, Paige came without ever dropping the title, so yeah, they can they can definitely do that. Yeah, we shall see. And the championship for the NXT uh, title, Bobby Roode versus Hideo Itami. What do you think, um, Rush? Bobby Roode. Yeah, Dennis. Man, they have really done a good job with Bobby Roode. I was. I was skeptical when he came up from, you know, Impact or TNA from this beer money thing. And they've really done something different with him while keeping the essence of the character he has built throughout the years kind of the same. I, I have to I have to applaud NXT on this one management and ownership with the, the, the way they've handled this guy. They've gotten it right. He's going to continue to win down there until he's ready to go up to the main roster where hopefully he'll be a factor. Yeah. So him. We'll see. Um, so other news to cover. And again, uh, Sunday night after backlash myself, Raj and Matt Morgan will be talking all about takeover and backlash, giving you complete coverage of everything uh, immediately after backlash ends on the East coast. So tune back in for that edition of the wrestling Inc. podcast, other big news, Braun Strowman. So Raj, don't believe the hype about being out for six months. Uh, he's coming back in July. Yeah, that's what uh, Meltzer reported that uh, the six the six month thing is a work. He'll be back uh, back sometime in July, and it'll be Braun against Lesnar at SummerSlam. Cool, Dennis, are you excited for that? Uh, yeah, I kind of am. I I'd like to see two big guys go, and hopefully they can do a great job of recapturing what Braun Strowman has built with because the hiatus is really even. It, it seems like if you're off TV for 
even three or four weeks with the the heat and the momentum they built with Braun, it can really be a freight train that stops that momentum really quick. So hopefully they can do a decent job of somehow recapturing or moving forward with it without just starting something new out of nowhere. I don't think they're going to let it go. I mean, I thought on Raw this past week, it was interesting how much they re-showed the vignettes of Braun and Roman still without even really talking about everything that was going on. So I don't know. Braun, I think, you know, if it's his elbow, look, Braun could just walk into the ring and you could have a couple jobbers pin themselves. I mean, that's like a month's worth of TV right there, you know? I think they've done such a great job with Braun that it, it, it makes more sense to have Braun and Lesnar at SummerSlam as opposed to, you know, great balls of fire. I think it's a, <laughs> a much bigger match than Lesnar versus Rollins or, or Lesnar versus Balor. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Man, I was like, SummerSlam is going to be here before we know it, but there's still uh, five pay-per-views between now and SummerSlam, including Backlash this Sunday. So, yeah, long time in WWE years. Yeah, hopefully they could kick it up a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of it's a lot of uninteresting stuff right now. So, um, I hope they break out of their formula and just kind of mix up the way they do things a little. Yeah. I agree. A lot of repetition right now. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Dennis, thanks so much for joining us, man. Where can people uh, find your stuff online and tell us about the podcast you're doing with PD Williams. You can find me online at uh, Dennis seven, seven feral F A R R E L L and PD Williams at I PD Williams, former TNA X division champ uh, right here on wrestling Inc. We do our wrestling perspective where we have a conversation. He tells some stories. We talk about new stuff. And uh, it's fun. It's great. We talk about Bobby Roode uh, taking the Canadian Destroyer off TV for his last match. And we try to incorporate some uh, Matt Morgan stories. It's pretty fun. We try to keep it fun and fan interactive, too. Awesome, man. So look for that, everyone. Raj, what should people stay tuned to the site for? Uh, We've got tons of stuff coming up. we got uh, part two of my interview with Justin Roberts coming up today, an interview I did with Tamatanga, and an interview I did with Goldberg. So... (laughs) nice yeah so that'll be up uh that'll be up soon so keep checking out the site cool man so thanks everyone for tuning in uh you know we encourage as always but let me put it put it out there again please subscribe to the show and on itunes leave us a rating and review it really helps new people discover the show and it's so important to have those ratings there uh the way the charts work it helps us a lot we greatly appreciate it and uh stay tuned for more great content on wrestling inc we'll be back here sunday night to talk about backlash until next time i'm glenn rubenstein and i'll see you back here on the wrestling inc podcast take care